I love your name. I'm feeling very angsty today. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, let me just plug my headphones in real quick. You're like, I'll be darned if she names me after the weather again. Sorry, I missed what you said. I was just putting in my headphones. Oh, I said you didn't want me to name you after the weather again. So you thought you'd pick your own name. Yep. <laughs> um, I thought about this name all day and I was like, I think this is uh, very appropriate for how I'm feeling right now. Perfect. Bring it. Um, so um, I, I had a situation in the OR last night when I was on call. Um, I operated until 3 a.m. and I'm on the East Coast, so I am tired right now. Oh my God. Um, so, um, last night, um, had, you know, an urgent add on case and, um, for my cases, I operate under tourniquet and the circulating room in the nurse is very, very particular about the tourniquet time. I guess they have like some policy that no one has shown me that you can only have the tourniquet up for a certain time. And sometimes I'll go like a couple minutes over, but not more than 10 minutes. And in the past, um, when that's happened, she's just told me, listen, like I have to document that you're asking me to put the tourniquet up for a few more minutes. And I said, you know, that's fine. Um, yesterday, um, she puts the tourniquet up and, um, after it goes off for an hour, I said, give me another hour. She said, well, I'm going to do 30 minutes and then it's going to go off just so you know. And I said, I don't need to know that it's going off in 30 minutes. I need to know an hour, but if you would like to, if for your comfort, if you'd want it to go off at 90 minutes, that's fine. So it goes off in 90 minutes and I tell her, give me another 30. And then I hear it go off thinking, okay, that's two hours. I need like five, 10 minutes. Give me a few more minutes. She does. And I look at the tourniquet and it turns out that second alarm I heard was not at 120 minutes. She had actually set it for like a shorter period of time and didn't tell me. So I'm doing the case. It was probably, um, one of the most, it was probably the most unexpectedly tough case I've done in my young career so far. Um, you know, usually you kind of have an idea of like how hard a case is going to be. And this one was like very deceptively hard. Um, so it was definitely a struggle and, you know, I really was, you know, I use the tourniquet obviously to kind of plan out how much time I have left. So I said, you know, why did you set the time for less than I asked you to. Oh, well, the policy, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I'm asking you to set it up to the policy. I didn't ask you to do anything else. Why did you shorten it before? And it turned into this whole big thing um, where she is talking over me, like trying to quote this policy. I said, I'm in a really critical portion of the case. I have to be able to see, let me just finish this part and then we could take it down. But you can't not change the tourniquet. You can't like change a tourniquet time to whatever you want it to be. You have to tell me because I'm using that time to know how much time I have left. It turns out I actually have 10 minutes left instead of like, you know, tourniquet time is up, which is very helpful. So, you know, you have to communicate with me. I did communicate with you. I'm a patient advocate. I'm doing what's right, et cetera, et cetera. And it turns into this whole big thing. Um, and then you know, I'm trying to concentrate on the case. I have like three more minutes left on the tourniquet. I don't want to, you know, have this ridiculous argument with the nurse um, when we're in a critical point. So, you know, then I start raising my voice. I'm like, I'm do doing what we need to do for the patient. Like I am the surgeon here and this is what we have to do. So just stop. Um, she starts yelling back, threatening me. I'm going to call my manager. I'm refusing to do anything else in the room. And I was like, we have a case to do. Like, this is not an appropriate time to be, you know, arguing with me. If you had a concern, you could have told me when the tourniquet went off at 90 minutes that, Hey, I don't want to put it up for 30 more. I would just like to do 20 more, but you're telling me this when I have like three minutes left and you're wasting this tourniquet time. So this happened just as there was a change and shift. Um, and so the new nurse comes and the new nurse is, um, he's like the peacekeeper. He's always trying to like appease everybody. You know, um, if someone's mad about equipment or whatever, he's, you know, kind of on it, trying to make everyone feel better. But at this point, it's like still a screaming match in the OR. I'm trying to get everyone to shut up so I can just like regain control of what's going on. Um, 
And, you know, the first nurse says, you're not going to talk to me like that. And I was like, I'm doing a case right now. Like, I don't have time to deal with your nonsense, Um, especially this part that I'm supposed to be thinking of. And so when she says to me, I'm going to go tell my manager, blah, blah, blah. I said, sure, go tell your manager. And you can also tell your manager how the equipment wasn't ready in the room, how you waste tourniquet time, like trying to go and get trays that should have been here before. Um, You know, you can do that as well. I said a policy is in place because obviously there was a reason. Maybe something happened in the past. But we have to think critically about what's best for this patient. And what's best for this patient right now is 10 more minutes of visualization because nothing is going to happen if you have the tourniquet up for 10 minutes extra. I do it all the time and the patients are fine. Um, Then when that new nurse comes in, he starts yelling over me you're creating a hostile environment and you're going to stop right now. And I'm thinking to myself, like, am I being threatened in my own OR when I'm like under, you know, a time crunch here? And everyone knew the case was, um, was pretty tough because I had thought it'd be done much. I thought we'd be finished at that point, not like still, you know, in the critical part of it. Um, And then he said, if you don't stop, we're going to call the chief of surgery. And I said, sure, go ahead and call the chief of surgery and let them know that, you know, you think you know what's best at a critical point in a surgery. And then you can also let him know how you don't have equipment, you don't have the room ready, like all these other problems. That got them to kind of stop. Um, We finished the case. And that nurse told me after, he's like, listen, the OR manager is probably going to talk to you. Um, I'm not going to say anything. I said, listen, she can come talk to me. There were so many issues, um, but at the end of the day, I mean, whether or not anyone likes to admit it, the surgeon has like full liability for that patient. So I said, I did what I needed to do. And the rest of the case, like once we got everything went great, I'm like very happy with, you know, how everything went. Um, and then go home, sleep for three hours and come in and see that that nurse, the original one had filed an incident report against me, gotten me written up. Um, And that's certainly the first time that's ever happened to me. Um, In this job, I don't really yell. Um, I actually have a reputation for being a nicer surgeon. That's what they've told me. And I was just so angry when I saw that she had written me up. Because I was like, you know, the issue was you not communicating properly. And instead of you just fixing the issue at that time, you're yelling at me, threatening me in my own room when I'm trying to do something like pretty critical for a patient who's open on the table. Um, and you're, you know, running and like reporting me instead of, you know, just kind of letting it go. Cause I feel like, you know, tiffs in the OR can happen and people just let them go. Um, and, um, then I talked to, it was almost like a, it was almost like a, how dare you? Like, that was kind of my thought was like, how dare you write me up? You know, it's like, I understand that everyone's part of the team. Everyone's like on the same ship, but there's only one captain of the ship. And you told me your safety concern. I heard it. And I told you why it was not a safety concern at that point, but that we would make sure we reevaluated again in a few minutes and didn't bother to listen and just kept talking over me. Um, so I ended up, So I went, I called the nurse manager today and I talked to her and she was extremely unhelpful, you know, oh, she's being a patient advocate, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, being a patient advocate is knowing what's right for that patient at that moment. Oh, we have a policy. I said, yeah, that's okay that you have the policy, but a patient does not always fit into the mold of the policy. You have to see what's right for that patient at that time. I said, do you think it would have been a good idea? if we let the tourniquet down early and I couldn't see anything and then the patient sustains like an injury to a critical structure. No, that wouldn't be appropriate either. Um, and so I ended up like filing an incident report back. Um, and then it turns out in the original email they sent me, like, you can't retaliate against whoever did it, but I don't know if that, whatever I was like, whatever, I'm just filing this incident report. It's here. So I have some time to respond. I have like five business days for like the peer review committee to see my response. Um, You know, I've just been fuming over that because I'm like, you know, every case here is such an uphill battle. I never yell at you guys because literally there's no point here. This is like the first time I've yelled at them and they go and write me up. And I said, you know, 
So there's some nurse manager. I said, would you write up a male surgeon? Would you tell the male surgeon that he can't have his tourniquet up for 10 more minutes? Um, oh, we have lots of female surgeons here. I don't think they feel that way. And I said, I didn't feel that way until last night either. I thought things were fine. Um, and it's like, you know what, if I was a jerk to them all the time, I kind of get why you might get fed up and write someone up, but you have a surgeon who puts up with your crap and doesn't really, you know, complain too much about it. And then the one time that we really got to keep going, we cannot be arguing when there's like a patient sleeping, your response is to go and, you know, get me in trouble. Oh, and it's at three in the morning. So nobody. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I mean, and that's honestly what I think it is. Cause again, this nurse, she's actually a pretty good nurse. She has a good attitude. Um, she tries to help out amongst the BS as much as she can. So I'm very surprised it happened. And I was like, if we did not make incision at that hour, like, would this argument have even happened? Right. Um, and I did say that I said, I don't think at that hour, anyone's behaving appropriately, but you know, um, I don't really have anyone to talk to about the incident. I don't have like any backup in the hospital. Like, I don't know the chair of surgery and the chair of my service has like ignored every email, text message and phone call, um, I've made to try to introduce myself since I've started. So I don't know if the incident report's actually going to go anywhere or actually cause any trouble. But it's like, you know, I'm newer here. I'm trying to lay low and just like take care of patients. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. How do you want to feel? Um, I want to feel, so I guess it's like two paths, like less frustrated, angry about it. Cause I feel like if a guy got written up, he'd be like, ah, F you, you know, like just kind of let it go instead of me. Who's like so angry and like, you know, whatever about it. Um, so like, that's one path. And then the other path is like, I want to feel less like uncertain and lonely about it. It might be that an incident report literally doesn't mean anything. I don't know. I've never been written up before, Um, but there's not really anyone here who has my back. So it's just me having my own back, which uh, apparently they wanted to write me up for last night. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're like, I'm trying to have my own back. I wish it was easier. I know. Um, Yeah, I I think that, you know, it's so charged, right? It's like, it's so charged with emotion. It's in the middle of the night. You've got somebody under anesthesia. Like, it's such a charged thing that I think it's completely legit to feel like super discombobulated about it. And then then just realizing like where you're, like to take two steps back of like where your nervous system is with it. Like, man, we have sympathetic cortisol on this. And then just realizing that and be like, what do I need to like come off of this? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of hoping that talking to the nurse manager would diffuse things a little bit. um, Because I feel like, you know, they're in general pretty good about like hearing both sides and then talking to both people and figuring it out. But when she was just being defensive of her. She hasn't even talked to the the nurse yet. Then I was like, all right, why am I even talking to you? I mean, like, why am I talking to a nurse manager instead of like someone that I actually report to? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you tried. Yeah. Give yourself, give yourself credit for it. But yeah, like when, when you have to respond, I think just focusing on like, you have all the power to like frame that in the best way possible. And like, Oh yes. What nervous system do you have to be in? What, you know, how do you want to feel when you respond? Realizing like that is all within your control of how you respond now. Yeah. Cause it's like, it happened in like not the best circumstances. Everybody was, it's at three in the morning. Literally nobody's at their best. Yeah. I mean, that second nurse that came in is great. And, um, I'm like, wait, are you threatening me in my own OR? Like, are you out of your mind? Like what's happening right now? <laughs> right. Yeah. Are they, on, are they on like time and a half? They just want to get done. They're starving. Like who knows what their model is? Yeah. But it's not, it's not optimal. It's not ideal for like the patient or for the team or for, you know, all that stuff. You know, what's funny to me? I'm like, well, listen, if you're on time and a half and starving, what do you think the surgeon's doing? Right, right. <laughs> She's also time and a half and starving. Yeah, well, and you were there <laughs> three hours afterwards after you yeah. home, right? 
Yep. But, but realizing like, you know, just a couple of things of like, they have their own model and yeah. like, they didn't let you read it, you know? So you're just yeah. you're trying to figure out like where, what the hell is happening? And yeah. They're not, they're not like, well, I'm going through a divorce and I'm starving. And like, <laughs> I wish you wouldn't use a tourniquet a lot. Like who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know, to realize like we all have our own models and us trying to like change everybody else or understand them is like so much work and so much energy. And all we really have is like, how do I want to feel when I respond to this? Mm-hmm. What, what place do I want to come from? Do I want to come from, I need to be right, which I think a lot of surgeons want to come from. Do I want to come from trying to explain it? Do I want to come from love and being like, I don't know what was going on. You know, she's usually great to work, you know, like coming from a love thing of like how you choose to respond is really going to probably number one, you have complete control over it, but like, they'll be able to read that. Right. Like if you're like, I'm going to come into this, like guns out, proving them wrong. It's going to come across very different that I'm going to come into this, like, Cause I've done my work and I've exercised and I've gotten rid of all my cortisol and like, let's, what, what can we learn? You know? And like realizing you, that's the power you have now. Cause we can't go back to 3.00 AM. Nobody wants to go back to 3.00 AM. No, no. <laughs> and you know, what's so funny to me? I'm like, does anyone think that I also want to be here finding out that this case is going to take like double the time that I told you it would um, like Um, But that's interesting you say about the coming from love standpoint, because I don't know, it it might be because I'm so junior in my career, but I have just found that like, if I try to do that, it almost, I don't want to say like you're admitting guilt, but then I feel like people say, oh, you were wrong. So now we can just do whatever against you because, you know, you weren't, won't turn around and blame us type of thing. Is that what coming from love looks like to you? I don't, I don't, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not doing it right. <laughs> maybe I think it's coming from love and it's not because like you I said, that. I was, go, well, I mean, it's such a good question to ask, right? Like what does coming from love look like? Cause it's a pretty damn foreign concept to everybody, at least for me, me personally. Um, well, and that's the thing is like, you know, she's otherwise a good nurse. Um, so I was so surprised that I was actually, um, that my office is across the street from the hospital. I was actually going to go over, um, at like lunchtime and try to find her and just like, you know, talk it out and cool down and whatever. Um, so I was like, you know, that's really annoying that that happened. I think it's inappropriate, but I think she's good otherwise. And then I opened my email and see the incident report. And I was like, well, screw that. Right. What if you never opened your email? What if you didn't know this that had happened? I would have probably tried to find her. It turns out she was off today, but because um, you know, I did say at the end of the case, um, you know, thanks everybody. Like, sorry for yelling, even though I still feel like I was provoked, and I feel like I tried to stay calm for as long as I can. But you know, just to smooth things over, you know, sorry for yelling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's. She's allowed, and that's the that's the thing that you know will piss us off. It's like she's actually allowed to do whatever the hell she wants to do, which sucks, right? Because we're like, it'd be nice if we never had an incident report ever. I feel like that's such a nursing thing. Like, I don't feel like doctors write anybody up; they don't write each other up. But I feel like the nurses just love to go and write people up. It's like I don't know, part of their training or something. Yeah, it's what they do. Get a nurse, man. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. That's like, um, that's that's what they're. I I got written up because I was um, firm with a dietitian about not feeding somebody who had a pancreatic injury. I don't understand right? these things, and it's like it's so ridiculous. Of like, yeah, yeah, she was trying to feed somebody with a pancreatic injury, but like, she she didn't like how I was approaching that. And I, I feel like a lot of people just lack critical thinking skills and you as a physician obviously have the critical thinking skills. And, but then when you try to think for someone else critically, then they get upset with you. Well, yeah. And if they had the critical thinking skills of you, they'd be a surgeon. Yeah. Right. That's us. That's us saying you should be as like advanced and trained and logical as we are, but they're not. Right. And so that, that's like just us fighting with reality. 
then I think it gets frustrating when they try to behave like they are. I was like, you can explain to me why you think the tourniquet should come down right now. And there was no response. And I was like, because you don't actually know what I'm doing to see like what we need to do. Um, so I think that, you know, that was a big frustrating part for me is like, not that you're not my equal. Cause again, everyone, if you have a concern or something, definitely speak up. Um, but it's almost like my thought was like, who are you to tell me what I need to do right now? Right. Right. And, and if that's, if that's what you were thinking, which fair enough, but you know, brains are going to do whatever they want at three in the morning. Like that's maybe why it came across in a way that she interpreted as like right upable. When you were like, no, oh, no, I think eventually, oh yeah, no, I think eventually it came to that. Um, initially it was not like that. Initially it was, Hey, why didn't you tell me that you didn't do the time that I asked you to? Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was fine if she wanted to like, I think it's annoying, but you know, if she felt more comfortable having it go off more frequently, that was fine, but she never told me. Right. Right. I mean, to me, I'm, to me, I'm like, that might be your incident report. This might be a safety problem. This might need to go to yeah. the safety committee. Right. And like, what can you do to be like, Hey, I actually feel unsafe when I don't have a team that supports me. This is what support looks like. Good communication. And that's what, how the communication felt broke, broke down. Right. Because that's, that's pretty clean of like, it's not like she yelled, you yelled. It's like the communication broke down. That's a safety issue for the patient. That's that's yeah. Um, I like how you phrase that. So I'm trying to write it down. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Cause I mean, this is all how you like you, all your power is how you respond to this. Yeah. Right. And that's why like, this is so good to hash it out because like, this is where you get the like pissed and fighting with reality and they should behave like, this is where you get it out. Yeah. Because then you can like, it's going to be a lot cleaner. And cause if you're getting all that out on like your actual legit reply, you're like, eh, maybe <laughs> maybe that's for the first draft. (laughs) Yeah. I'm actually, so the first links weren't working and I was like, no, I need to like go to coaching tonight. I stayed up so I could talk this out. I know. I'm so sorry. Um, no, no, I'm going to zoom man. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad it worked out. Um, but no, I, but, and I mean, that's what I told the nurse manager is like, listen, this is a communication thing. I'm not necessarily upset about her policy and how she interprets it. Like that's fine. It's just the communication. And then she tried to tell me last night that the policy is that like she can set it for certain time intervals and I was like I'm 99% sure that's actually not true like I believe you guys if you say a policy that the tourniquet can only be on for two hours I mean that sounds like like a policy but to tell me that like you can just put whatever intervals you want that doesn't make any sense to me I mean and this is a, like for you to come back like, this is a fantastic time for us to review the policies yeah you should all know what it is let's pull it up yeah, you know, and then oh, we'll be like, we have, we don't know where it is. But oh, I, I keep, I keep asking for it. I have asked two, both nurses and the nurse manager for the policy, and neither, none of them will send it to me. Right, right. I mean, that's that's like a safety issue, right? Like, yeah, are quoting different renditions of a policy, and like the team, you can't be a team if you don't know what the rule says. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I think if you came at this of like, hey, well, I feel like. I want this to be a team. I feel like we, there's a breakdown in communication. Let's know what the policy is. I want her to be heard. I want me to be heard. Everybody's valid. To me, that's coming from love. Okay. Like, she needs the policy. Like she probably, like who knows, right? Who knows? She, she was probably just hungry, but like <laughs> she probably doesn't really legitimately know what the policy is. And she's like trying to enforce it. And she feels like she'll lose her job if she doesn't enforce a policy. Like who knows? Uh, yeah, I'm sure something's happened because she's the only nurse who gives me a hard time. The rest of them just like do whatever I say. Yeah, I mean, you can always, within within reason. You can always think like somebody lost a limb or like you can always think like if there was a worst case scenario that somebody went through. Yeah. Right. Of like why yeah. you're going to get in trouble for. But yeah, if she doesn't actually know what the policy is and you don't know what the policy is, of course, you're going to have a disagreement at three in the morning when everybody's <laughs> tired. Like, it's yeah. like, why wouldn't this have happened? Instead yeah. of like, instead of like, why did this happen? Be like, I, there's no way this wouldn't have happened last night. Nobody, nobody knows what the policy says. Yeah. Um, so we can't be a good team. Sorry. I don't see me typing. I'm like, oh, you know, I may have shitty partners, but at least I have 
coaches who are surgeons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've all been written up. That's the other thing of like, you're not a special unicorn who got written up because you're very special at three in the morning. Like this is what happens. Cause we, we, we have like difficult jobs that are stressful. And the nurses have a website where they can write people up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I actually went to him a partner today and I was like, how do I write someone up? He's like, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, none of us know this. Why would we know this? I had to call the nurse manager to ask her how I write it up. Right. Um, But yeah, so, okay. So this is what you mean when it comes for love. That this is very different than like what I was thinking. This is like, I feel very logical. I guess when you said come from love, it was like, more like um lovey-dovey let's forgive everyone and oh, i'm like, like no okay. i don't want to forgive anyone yeah no, What's this that? isn't okay you don't, you, don't, yeah. you don't need to say this is okay no no <laughs> okay good <laughs> i was like, like it's not okay like i actually it's not okay yeah i am i'm not sorry that i yelled because i felt like that's what needed to be done at that time to just like get through everything yeah yeah i always got like so, so i learned this to some coach or something of like i think of like coming from love as like is like a very firm parent who like doesn't want you to run into traffic, right? Okay. <laughs> of like, or like when so let's say my let's say my brother wants me to give him a hundred thousand dollars so he can bet on a, a horse race or something like something. Asking. Yeah, I'm making sure. Yeah, but I'm like, I love you, and no. And I'm like, ooh, you okay. put I love you and no together in a short sentence. That's a, like that's powerful. Like I love this yeah. team. And we really need to find that policy. I, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. The I love you, but no. Um, because while it is irritating that I've been there for long enough and they never have my equipment, I actually find the staff like is, is not saying much. I feel like I just operate at like shitty places, but I feel like the staff is better than some other places that I operate. So I don't, you know, I don't want this to happen. Um, some of them have, done favors to like help me out because they know that I don't have a first assist. Like they will go to management and like try to get somebody extra in my room to help me. So it's like, I don't want to, you know, have these fights and burn these bridges, particularly when my brain is fried from trying to do this case. That is like one of the hardest ones that I've done. Totally. Yeah, totally. And I think hashing it out here this way of like, this is where you're gonna hash it out. Like, cause we get to be like, yeah, yeah, no. Like we, we wish it could be, you know, X, Y, and Z. But if it, you have so much power in how you respond to this. And if you're like, this is her fault and she didn't listen and blah, blah, and personality flaw, personality flaw, it's not gonna come across as beautiful as like, we're a team. I love this team. I see how much this team works. The team couldn't be their best cause we don't know what this policy is. Yeah, I like that. Um, I also feel like it's more objective than like she said, she said. Totally. Yeah. And plus the way you're coming, like the way you could come across is like, I'm caring about this whole team and the patient. Because it yeah. just kind of puts you instead of like you just having to respond to her if she's like, she's mean. Like <laughs> it was three in the morning and we we're working longer and we were fighting over a policy that nobody even knows where it is. Let's figure out this policy. It's not about the people. We got to help the people. You know, I will say the only concern I have about actually looking at the policy is if they will try to reinforce it in my cases. Because like I said, right now, she's the only one that reinforces it. So when she, so I don't have this problem. I mean, this, pro, this I, almost, I don't work with her very often either. So that's my only concern with like trying to bring up the policy too much. And the fact that like, the other nurses kind of, you know, let me add a little bit of time here and there is that I don't want them to then make it really firm where I can't do that because it's going to be a problem when I'm operating. Yeah, but policies are there to have it put addendums on them. (laughs) But you can't even like, you can't even say, well, the addendum of like, if this is a trauma, then blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, whatever. If they're obese, then blah, blah, who knows? But like, I'd say hiding, like not wanting to know what this policy says will probably get you in this situation again, more than like knowing what it is and knowing when you can like appropriately break the policy. Or like, is this even a policy that makes sense for the surgeons and the cases that are at this hospital? 
So what the nurse manager told me is that they've like had that policy in place for however long, but, but in the past they did have one male surgeon who was allowed to go over a little bit and they would do it for him. And I was like, so why can you do it for the male surgeon and not for me? This brings up my point of like, would this have happened if I was, you know, the male surgeon who was operating there earlier in the day? Yeah. Well, I think it's a valid point. Like she, she just told you the cracks. She just told you the cracks in her armor. Yeah. She's just like, oh, well, we don't follow it for that person. Okay. Well, let's evaluate this policy then. Yeah. Because if it's supposed to be applied fairly to everybody, we should, we should, or we should just. Yeah. I mean, this didn't happen at this hospital, happened at another hospital. Um, we wasted 30 minutes of tourniquet time while the nurse was running around and trying to get suture. Cause I had given them the list of my suture, but I guess it was not fully passed on. Um, so then there's this like secondary arm of, I send them emails. I give them lists of my equipment. Um, they have had my preference cards for six months, but when anyone goes to look at them, they only say needs to be updated. Like no one has changed them. And so I feel like there's that secondary policy of, I would actually like to finish in the tourniquet time. You know, that's like always the goal. Um, but if my stuff is constantly not ready and there's like little things that we're figuring out in the middle of the case, that's wasting enough time. Like that's enough to waste like 10 minutes a case easily. Oh yeah, totally. And then you're like, Hey, this policy is for best when, when everybody has the equipment to start. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, um, that's good to know. Should we should we adjust the policy? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, mean, I think like again, it's like pay, get the cortisol out, figure <laughs> out the parasympathetic nervous system. Like come it coming from the place of like where you can look at it objectively and like not fight with reality of why'd she do this or you know personality. You're gonna come up. It, you're gonna be fine. And I think you're if I could just like take a nap. go to sleep yeah whatever works go to sleep drink tea journal like write down like write a nasty letter to her and then burn it like who knows but like you know you're processing the energy because this is just so much energy from that event of like I want to get that energy out so I don't bring it into the follow-up from this um well it's interesting you say about the the energy from the event so I think I got into my bed at like 4 a.m um, and my alarm was going to go off at seven to go to clinic and I couldn't even fall asleep. So I was so riled up and I was like, you need to stop thinking about this. Cause you're going to go to clinic on like two and a half hours of sleep. And that's miserable, even on eight hours of sleep. So <laughs> get it together. <laughs> I've been good. Well-rested. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get it. And then, you know, like I mentioned, I think my secondary arm with this and again, nothing, it's possible that nothing may happen. But, um, you know, because my partners aren't like really around, they don't really, they don't. uh, So one of them operates at this hospital. He kind of, he shares my block, uh, his block time with me. So he's not there that often anymore. He's also not very well liked at the hospital. So me being associated with them is actually like a bad thing. Um, so when I meet like new staff, I actually don't tell them what group I work with until, unless they explicitly ask me. So there's this other like secondary concern from here of like, will anything happen with the right, with the incident report? Um, Cause again, I don't know. I don't know what happens with these. Um, but I was like, I'm just trying to keep everything clean, keep my head down, do my work so I can, you know, get my privilege, you know, my, um, my privileges are like all clean um, when the, when I go and take my boards, they email all the surgeons in the area and ask them how you're doing. I don't want there to be anything like, oh, she's a behavioral problem. And that may be like spinning down a path. I don't know, but I think part of this is, uh oh, like what happens now that someone filed a report against me? Right. Right. And just pay attention to that. Like that's what brains do, right? Brains want to catastrophize. Yeah. And brains want to be like, you've been behaving like this since third grade that one time. <laughs> like, you know, like brains are like not cool when they're stressed about this. But just really just catch it and be like, hey, I'm c- kind of catastrophizing like th- my next three years of my life right now. Not awesome, but maybe that's not necessary. Like I just like catching it instead of like trying yeah. to convince yourself or like 
make it right or prove to your brain that it's going to be fun. Like all that's like, it's just more energy. Like you're mm-hmm. more brain calories instead of like, oh, brain, I'm on to you. You're catastrophizing. 99% yeah. of the time this goes well. Let's- and then I'm like, well, if this happens again, are they just going to like write me up again? Because I did have to yell one other time. I had, I got splashed in the eye with um, blood and it was like 11 p.m. Um, so even though I'm in a specialty, which is like very lucrative at a surgery center, I do 80% of my cases like after 7 PM and like 20% during the day, which is a nightmare. Um, but no one in the room knew how to deal with it. So I told the nurse to call the charge nurse and the charge nurse says to do such and such. And the nurse doesn't do it. So I was like, you need to do this while I'm operating. Cause it's 10 o'clock at night. And I don't want to figure out how we're going to report my exposure at midnight. And like, that's the only other time I yelled because I actually thought he was being ridiculous, like playing on his phone instead of reporting my splash in the eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he didn't do anything about it. It was fine. So now I'm like, oh, well, anytime I say anything, is someone going to go write me up and like accuse me of being hostile or whatever when you're playing on your phone? Right. Yeah. I mean, to me, I'm like, that's just your brain trying to like keep you safe. And like, that's, okay. really, that's really nice of your brain to do right now. But like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Of like, there people probably are like, did you hear about the one who has one incident report? Like most people have an, an incident report and like they're taking care of their divorces and their dog that has <laughs> fleas and like, they're living their own lives. They're really not thinking about you all that much. You know, what's funny is after I yelled at that other nurse for like not doing the occupational exposure, one of the other nurses, like later, the next time I was there, I was like, oh, I heard you got a little angry. And I was like, do you guys have nothing better to do than like talk about who you got yelled at the night before? Like, seriously, right. there's other, other better things to do Dude, here. Angry, like angry yelling, <laughs> though, like would make people, the, the people.com of the hospital for sure. It's just gossip, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> they just want to know it's. I'd, I'd say nine times out of 10, like they, they just want, like, I think it's one thing to be angry at a situation and versus being angry at like, you suck as a human being. Yeah. And it's like, just, you know, when we, when we get, when we get our anger, I get anger. I, I get anger a lot, but it's like, when it's like, that nah, is situation versus, ah, fuck you. Right. Like, it's yeah. like all, <laughs> yes. you direct, all you direct the arrows <laughs> actually matters. Yeah. And just thinking about that. Yeah. I mean, then I also wonder like, oh, if I had like backup and support, would they even have bothered to write me up? Cause I've heard like stuff about other surgeons and I don't know if they've been written up or not because I don't, I mean, I'm not interested in like speaking about that, but, um, I'm like, oh, well, if I was protected by one of these big groups, would they have just gone with whatever I wanted to do? Or would they still have, you know, given me a hard time about it? Who knows, but you're just burning brain calories again yeah right yeah like, that's fair <laughs> it's like i guess i guess i can't lane. do anything about it i'm not part exactly. of the group, so it's like <laughs> i'm like you know. flying solo over here yeah and and lots of people do and yeah okay and lots of people have big groups and it's not okay and like there's no right answer to that yeah but your brain's gonna want to be like let's let's think about that for two hours yeah like, that's not useful yeah. i should be i should be whatever getting my energy out or sleeping yeah. But, all right. I'm going to go. We got two other people for the tonight. Okay. So to Great. Thank them, you. Yeah. You got this. Nice chat. All right. Thanks. <laughs> all right. I think the next one was, I'm going to change your name. Change your name to end of August, allowing you to talk. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, hi. Hi there. I have something that I feel like kind of ties into what the last person was talking about. So wanted to share an experience that I had yesterday that I'm still kind of figuring out how to process that I think we've all been through, um, especially with ORs being very short staff right now, which I hear is not just us. Um, we've had a recent change in our ORs where Um, the anesthesiologists are now, so they used to be like essentially private practice the same way most of the surgeons are. And now they're like employed. And so they're salaried workers and they just act like it. And it's, it's so frustrating. 
Um, and there've been a lot of changes and all this started before COVID. And so a lot of things have just been in change and, you know, less busy, more busy changes of groups and everything. Um, and the nurses, I'm just a small community hospital and the nurses are fabulous. They, they usually don't act like just hourly workers. They're almost always willing to stay late to get extra cases done and work together. And the old anesthesia group used to also. And so it didn't used to be very much of an issue of like, oh, I have another add-on. Can I just squeeze it in my room to follow? Let's get it done really fast, get everything done and everyone home, you know, like all kind of working as a team on the same page to get things done and get everyone taken care of and get home. And so I'm kind of trying to play that team perspective, like what you've been talking about that what's you know best for the team is get all the cases done get everyone home so that the staff that's now short is not on even more overtime than they're already on um but the anesthesiologists some of them anyways don't really care so much they do that three o'clock drag of playing the game of which room is going to end first and can i punt it to the other anesthesiologist and yesterday i had two add-on cases that weren't going to be able to follow in the same room because of just short-staffed issues and I was like okay that you know I will wrap my head around it that is fine but then one of the cases in between that got added on before mine canceled anyway so I they should have all been able to follow honestly they should have all been able to fall in the same room would have all been able to be done by three easily by the time the first team left anesthesia though was playing some game with each other where just turnovers were like two hours and it was insane and I just got so angry and I used to do this all the time and I I feel like I'm getting better. Maybe it's just the situation hasn't happened as much recently, Um, but I get just this rage. So feeling is definitely rage. And I, I feel like I'm coming from the place of wanting to do what's best for the whole team, including the patient, not just trying to figure out, you know, myself and the patient, but Um, I think recently I've had more frustration around delays and schedule inconveniences also because, um, my nanny has been getting very frustrated with that where, you know, I say, oh, it looks like a short hour day should be done, you know, by whatever time. And then it ends up being two plus hours after that. And I've always been very upfront with her of like, oh, well, it's an OR day and, you know, it depends on the anesthesia and I might have add-ons and I'll let her know through the day, like what updated timing is. And she says she appreciates that because I tried not doing that for a while, which is sort of easier for my peace of mind, just to say, you need to assume that you're going to be there till 5.30 when my husband can definitely be home and maybe I'll beat him before and maybe not. And she's been having a hard time with that. And she wants to know, more updated timing. And so I'm trying to kind of keep the peace on that end, but it's so stressful for me. And I think that's the piece that's just adding into it that I don't know how to deal with potentially Mm -hmm. like that extra pressure being put on by someone else of when are you going to be home? It's like, well, (laughs) if they ever let me start the case and the case could be tough and it could go longer and I don't know. And, uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of to me i'm like well, so there's kind of like two situations yeah, there, i guess like, like between the anesthesia and between the nanny and i don't know which one i feel like the anesthesia one i've decompressed a little bit i talked to their manager last night they're working on changes they're aware it's kind of the one anesthesiologist that turns out it's a bigger issue but it still comes down to like the point on that side that i wanted to figure out is how do i how do I come across as a better team player maybe to make, to encourage them all that we want to get these done. Cause they, this anesthesiologist especially kind of knows that like, okay, if it's past like five, then I'll just push it to the next day. And it's like, no, I don't have time the next day. And I don't have time to sit around and do only two cases for an entire day. Yeah. yeah. Um, my, my question is, is you yeah. being a better team player actually going to make a difference? Yeah. Like you being the perfectest, yeah, right. perfect, perfectest. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> right well it's good to know yeah yeah that I'm putting that expectation like, on myself like, how I can I encourage better. the team to support me right. yeah I don't know I mean yeah maybe come across I mean, the rage like, that I'm feeling but 
Well, I think, you like know, from the, the backside that you said, hey, you're, they are working on things. They are working to try to make this better. Like that's very good stuff, right? That the fact that yeah. that's happening. And I would be like, take the energy, because all rages is energy. Yeah. Right? If we just think of like, it's yeah, so I went for run between cases to get that energy out. Right? So you're like, Which helps me like survive the case brain. without snapping at someone. So you're but... like, look at my rage in my quads. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that that is, because it's like, if, if there was no change and your life was just the chaos of not ever knowing, that's burnout, that's things don't, right? So like the fact that there's something on the back end, yeah, like, there's we hope are trying to, like, awesome, that's happening. Yeah. Maybe not on yeah. the timeline that you'd want it to happen, but it, like it's happened. There is an avenue for it, which is right. good to know. And then yeah. you can just be like, how do I want to show up today? Do I want to show up as like the person who's trying to push everybody through? Is that is that just making me feel better? Is that making nobody feel better? Right? Like from your day of like, how do I want to yeah. show up with this? And what do you mean by push everything through? Like, oh, if you're like, if you're like really push, know, push everyone to get cases done. Yeah, or... like you're massaging. Like I talked to this anesthesiologist and they said, well, if I talk to that guy and then I need to talk to yeah. this nurse to make sure they're, they don't. Yeah. Do and then you're spinning your wheels, wasting all this time and energy on like trying to fix a situation that if you just leave it alone, sometimes fixes itself or I don't know. Yeah. Or it happens how it was going to happen. And you didn't right. extend a bunch of cortisol. All the energy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which I, mean, I did. I spent all day yesterday just in this like rage cloud. <laughs> and you know, un- uncovering the rage is is good on an awareness level of like, our, for me personally, it, it often comes down to, I wish things were different than they were. Yeah. Like yeah. it is legitimately me fighting against reality. Yeah. And like, it's so humorous at this point because literally it's just me fighting against reality. Like that's just my life, like Groundhog Day. And then it gets funny. In the moment, sometimes it's not funny, though, because I did have I did think about that at one point in the middle of it when I realized that the INR hadn't been redrawn and it was going to cause another delay for that. And I just took a deep breath and was like, well, I literally can't do anything about that. I'm fighting with the reality of I wish that it was drawn and it wasn't. So I can choose where to move forward from here or not. And right. Well, and I think yeah, that, so that yeah, so I guess it made kind of like the frustration in that moment pass more quickly, but it's still it's not funny in the moment. <laughs> totally. I mean, you're not supposed to you're not supposed but, yeah. to be good at like allowing the world to be what it is, right? Like, look at how we got trained. We're, you're supposed to be perfect. Yeah. You're in charge of everything. We're Any supposed to have control over everything, and I you control everything. Yes, and that's and where I'm having our time is when I don't have control. Effect. Right. Yeah. We have heart attacks at age 48. Like, I wonder why, but yeah, but yeah. And and I think, you know, we get that, we get that black and white thinking of like, well, if I let this go, it's just going to all fall apart. Nothing will ever get done. You know, like we kind of catastrophize to like, if I'm okay with this, this means I'm just going to be a neglectful doctor. Right. Like we take it to mean like this opposite end of like caring and doing a good job. Like, well, there's some people that kind of just say, this is what ORs are like right now. And I'm going to go on my run and catch up on this book I brought to work. Cause I know I can get some red and like, hmm. yeah, but now, what yeah. Are- and that's where I feel like I've gotten better at that part of like, well, I'm going to take advantage of the long turnovers and bring things to do and bring a pair of running shoes and it's the added element. So I think that's where it's really nagging me is the added element of like the nanny's expectations that just like make me spiral out of control. Yeah. And I don't know what exactly it is about that. I mean, to break it down into like coaching terms of like, she's got a manual of how she wants her data run. She'd like to know exactly. Yeah. Like that's her manual. And she told it to you. She's like, I'd like to know. Yeah. And I'd like to know too. I think maybe that's, I'm frustrated that I'd like to know too. And I don't get to. So well, yeah, totally. And, and your manual is like, it'd be a lot less to deal with if this person also wasn't adding to like my stress of trying to get this day done. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you just sort of ignore that then if it's someone that you care about and that you respect and you want to be able to work with that like, oh, their manual for me is that and just let it go? I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I, I think, think ignoring it's one option. <laughs> <laughs> 
like let's make a list of uh, that's one of it you know the other thing is I find like the superpower in like communicating what you are thinking they're thinking like there's some sort of superpower in like kind of that like I'm trying to really understand you and I really want you to understand me like there's almost like yeah it's amazing how it can work sometimes because another option ignoring her we could also tell her she shouldn't expect that which that might might not go well it might go well right well try this and it doesn't work yeah yeah you could be like i'm never gonna like you want to shake someone and say this is the way it is and i don't like it either and i have implied like i don't like that i don't know this either and i do think that there's some temporary factors that will improve in the near future but you know i don't have control over it either and i don't like that either yeah but even you like even you showing like I totally get why you want this. I want the same thing. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I can't always give that to you. It's such a different thing than like, please don't ask me because that's just adding <laughs> to my burden. Then she keeps asking. <laughs> she's not answering. Yeah. Maybe she's got a, I mean, who knows? But I'm just saying, maybe she's got a dog at I home know. who's going to get a urinary tract infection or if she doesn't take it no, out. She kids that she needs to help pick up and stuff and yeah and I totally get that and we've had a lot of conversations about it but it's like then it still doesn't change you know yeah maybe I'm just resisting the reality of the manual well I mean I think the, the other thing is like not trying to feel good about this like super it's kind of a crummy situation here like how can I how can we just make everybody happy about it no you're not gonna be yeah I don't think you can, but that, that's okay. And it's not because you're not perfect. Like, it's because it's a crappy situation. We'd all love to be done at 5 p.m. or whenever. But I would just, I, she's got a manual. You can't, you can't fulfill her manual. But you can be like, I, can, yeah. I totally understand why you, why you need this. And I totally get like, you know, validating it and be like, I want the exact same thing as you. And this is what we're doing on the back end to try to in three months that it's going to, we're going to have another, whatever it's going to be. So yeah. she knows, cause it's like, people just, we'd hate unknown. We just hate it. Yeah, that's true. Like even the situation of yesterday, just talking to the anesthesiologist and knowing that okay they're aware and they're working on things and it just makes you feel better yeah totally I often I often do like if it's delayed or I get bumped or something I'll often be like I kind of feel like I'm being picked on and selected out I just need to know you're not picking on me and they're like no no, no we're not picking on you we're really like like I do that communication because otherwise my brain will be yeah, like, am I being selected out because I'm this specialty and they care about them and but I just say it out front and they could be like, no, 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 we're not picking on you at all. I promise you, after the eyeball, you get to go. But it's like just having that little, like, I'm telling you yeah, my being thoughts. Upfront about that. And then they can they can validate it, you know, or invalidate it. And then you're not spinning, being like, God damn it, everybody's just lazy and employed. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, I, you know. Uh, figure out the thought behind the rage because there's always a thought behind the you know which is hard to do when you're in the moment but that's why this is so good of like oh I'm fighting with reality I'm trying to control a situation that I'm actually not in control of and of course I'm pissed about it yeah but man my 5k times are gonna be sweet (laughs) (laughs) yeah feel okay yeah slightly two points higher than melancholy yeah i still wish they could figure out not fighting with reality quite as much maybe but dude you figure that out you get (laughs) on my cell phone you tell me how to not how to not fight with everybody does it and it's the number one source yeah. of our suffering and then it just becomes at some point after like a year of you realizing you fight with reality it'll become funny i promise <laughs> like, okay. oh i'm just doing okay, the practicing. things humans do and that's why i feel shitty so i can 
realize that and feel less shitty about it. And maybe laugh. Yeah. I know. Ancient Eastern philosophy right there. Like all suffering comes from fighting with what is. I know and it makes sense, but in the moment it's so hard not to do. <laughs> you, you figure it out. <laughs> you won't have to be a surgeon anymore because you'll be a billionaire. We all do it and we will all continue. There's no there there where we don't fight with reality. That's the thing. We'll just, we just catch it quicker. Yeah. Okay. Good point. And then you'll and then you'll see your patients. They fight with reality. Your nurses fight with reality. We all just all we're doing is just fighting with reality all day long. And the computer won't load. I'm fighting with reality. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it becomes humorous because that's legitimately the only game we're all playing. I guess that's a little reassuring too that we're all playing the same game. We're all playing the same game. But I'm not like playing the rigged game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, because you're not good enough. No, no, no. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Well, you know, they were fighting with reality that we're not the reality that we're not perfect. Like that sucks too. Yeah. It's all like to me, like this whole coaching thing of like boiling it down to like these very simple universal principles. For me, that's why like it doesn't fail. Yeah. And that everyone suffers from it. I guess. And you can see it around you. Yeah. But you just get the it's the awareness of it that gives you your superpower. Like my kid having a tantrum, she's fighting with reality because she wishes she could have like five desserts or whatever. Like they're just fighting <laughs> yeah. with reality, and then it's then yeah. it's like, oh, but she, it's all you're doing. Like you just boil it down to like this universalism of the human experience. I like it. Thanks. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> all right i'm gonna take one more because I, her hand's up and i can't leave her yeah okay Thanks. very good have a good night Thank you. okay one more because i care and we're gonna run over because i love you and i can't leave you how do i make oh, how do i i'm gonna change your name Pumpkin spice. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. Uh, she I'm, just I'm announced doing... pumpkin spice lattes at Starbucks, I think. So that's where that's coming from. <laughs> it's like August right now. Yeah, that, yeah I agree. <laughs> fighting with reality. Really, Starbucks? <laughs> um, yeah, no, these are really, those are really great stories, both of them to hear, actually. And I'm, I'm doing okay. I think um, I just, and so I'll just keep it brief. See, it's so abstract. I, I feel like I, so, you know, I, I got reported for bad behavior. I felt like I really came to terms with it almost. And like, I was feeling really kind of like, eh, I don't know. I was feeling pretty good about my approach about how to think about it. And then I had to meet with like the second in command in my department today. Um, and strangely enough, and he, he, he oversees all like disputes between workers in the hospital like sees dozens and dozens of things and like has to do all kinds of stuff for he's like second in command in the whole department the department's like enormous like hundreds of people and so um I felt I don't know I, this is so this is so abstract but he basically like set advocated for me I thought I was getting in trouble and he was like you are like a hundred percent like he basically, he threw for a loop all of my, all of my conclusions that I had about how I felt about my behavior, my, my poor behavior, if this is making any sense. And so he was like, basically like, you know, how do I say this? I'm sorry. This is not going to be, I, I feel like almost, I kind of got gaslighted a little bit by, by like my division in some way, because they all are saying like, they, they all were telling me I was doing things, well, not, not their way and not the right way. And therefore I caused this friction, but he was like, he was totally on my side essentially. And was like, just because that's the way they do things doesn't mean that's the way you have to do things. And he wants to have a facilitated discussion amongst like multiple people, including the people that complained, plus my 
like a, one of my, a, someone I report to at my, like real close to me, but just like a notch above me. And, and so anyway, I'm sorry, this is not very concise. I just don't, now I'm like, I basically, my reality has been like totally thrown for a loop. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, did I finally accept like this one reality and now the reality that is is now in front of me is completely different than the reality that I accepted. I know this is crazy sounding. But no, this is this is this is this could be very beautiful. There could be huge huge breakthroughs here. Keep going. I'm just I'm having oh, thoughts. This is good stuff. Yeah. I just I so my that's really the crux of it is that is that I was ready to be like I don't know to to and in a lot of ways, embrace the growth mindset. I have to change. You know, for example, one of my tips is that I don't want to sit in the PA office and chit chat for 15 to 20 minutes while they finish up things in the computer before rounds. It's like a tip I have. And he's like, my, my one of my direct people that I report to, he was like, well, maybe if you sat in there, it would help your relationship with them. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it would. And so to me, I was like, okay, growth mindset. I, maybe I can do that. Maybe it isn't as grating against me as it is when I'm trying to get 50 things done at once. And I could before round sit in there and chit chat. And then I go to this meeting with this like head up guy and he's like, you've got to be kidding me. They want you to sit in there. And I was like, well, no, they were, rec- I didn't say, I didn't throw him under the bus. I was like, no, they're recommending like, maybe that would help the relationship. He was like, no, just because that's how they do things does not mean that's how you have to do things. And, and then he like, he then, kept probing, asking me in a roundabout way, am I being like bullied? And I was like, no, I love my partners. I love these people. Like, no. But then now all the afterthoughts, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Wait a minute. And so now I'm a little bit nervous to have some big meeting with this like super high up person, one step away from the chair and my, our PAs and my direct report and, you know, and, and, and the PA leadership, like, I'm kind of like, Cause I feel like he's going to piss them all off, <laughs> you know? And so not, anyway, it's not I, your job to make him behave a certain way. I know. And he, he mediates these and he's like, look, I get, I get hundreds of complaints. He's like, this isn't even in the ballpark. Cause the things I was doing were very like, they were very minor, but it pissed off some people off. So I just, I'm, I still want to grow. I still want to get better. I still want to be above all of this, like petty silliness. I do still. I, I loved your statement, come from a place of love. I think that is what I need to focus on. I just, um, yeah, I just, I feel like my, re- I, it's like, you know, that meme you put like brain's gonna brain. I'm like, yes, brain's gonna brain. <laughs> like, and like what, you know, nothing is real. I am awesome. I am the worst. I'm hungry. You know, like that's, I feel like I'm going through that cycle again. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah totally totally I mean to me of like I mean this is so this could be so wonderful right it could be an existential crisis and an identity crisis but like of like who to trust who to believe who's real are the negative people more accurate than the people who are on my side like you could just yes I know get into that like duality or be like wow this is such an amazing example of how everybody interprets things differently Yeah. And how definitely. we, we all like, we all think how I think is how everybody thinks. And like, this is a really beautiful example of like, no, I'm not right. They're not right. He's not right. Or maybe we're all right. But like, that's, that's what you do when you put a bunch of humans in an organization. Yeah. And for yeah. you to have the experience of, because what you're getting right now is you're getting the insight into that of like well this guy sees it this way and this person sees it that way and that person just wants to control the the universe by controlling this person like you're actually like seeing the matrix being run right now yeah yeah because you know because if you're like well who's right i need to figure out who's well no, no no fuck it they're all right and they're all wrong i know that's exactly it that is exactly it and so navigating like and developing my own thoughts i'm like i feel like i'm like lost at sea like where wait a minute i'm like looking and i i think i need to look inside i think you're right because i'm looking to other people to help me to like kind of guide me or give me some boundaries and i'm and it's not and now i'm like i thought i was doing that and now i'm like wait a minute you know, like that's not 
this is different than this is not what I thought. So now I don't, I, I need to look into myself. I, I think look in, internally and, and, and maybe do some, you know, general journaling practice about this because it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, I'm, I, what is reality? <laughs> oh, I know. Like you, like you, like you literally just got a trip into the matrix. Like you just yeah. got like a gift handed to you <laughs> because yeah. you were, uh, you were able to, to see it and to see it in a, like, whoa, they all have different realities of how people should behave and how we should all be. And like, maybe what I think about how I should be is the most right for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think in this instance, that's what I need to do. I just need to speak my truth because I, some, a little bit, I want to people please my boss and my direct report, you know, and, um, I at first was afraid of this person I had to meet with today, but now I'm like, Oh my God, this guy's like my advocate. And so, uh, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, is he gonna play this card? Right. Because I don't want to make anything crumble in my division. Cause I do like, I like everyone. I mean, I, I really, really truly don't want anything to get rocked because we do have a pretty good thing going. You didn't so, start this. You didn't start the charade, my friend. You yeah, think like, other people started this by doing the reporting, right? And you're like, well, how can I control this? So it turns, it's like, you didn't even, you're just like in the band, basically. Yeah. You're like, I just like to keep the band together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, to be continued, I, uh, but I think, I think coming from a place of love and how I approach what happens next is going to be um central to my like thinking about it well I mean and the growth like you know they talk about like growth and leadership of like you truly have an insight to like nobody's right and nobody's wrong we all truly have different perspectives yeah and we all think we're very valid we all want to be seen yeah and I think we spend so much time and energy being like well who's right and I know take it from take it from this upper level of like we all are and nobody is Yep. Totally. I do think I get stuck in the, like, who's right, who's wrong. And that is not a helpful like frame of mind because it leads to all the bad things. Like, so I think, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, it's super limiting, right? Like, cause, because we want certainty. Yeah. And it's also the ego. It's also ego, you know, like big time ego. So like that, which is also not helpful. So I think uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to r- run with that one, come from a place of love for the team um, on this. And as I try to wade through it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, whatever, nine months from now or whatever, like this is an amazing learning experience. For probably, yes. For probably I totally agree with you. Yeah. Even at, like, I still, that's what I, 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 I started watching YouTube videos on like, how to take negative feedback at work, like a few weeks ago. And I was like, Oh, and it made me feel a lot better. And ultimately, like after watching multiple, like short clips, I was like, this act truly is an incredible growth opportunity for me. Like, even though it's painful, it really, really is. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, cause when people start out, they're like, how do you get wisdom? Yeah. When, is, when exactly. does the book of wisdom come? And you're like, yes. this yes. is the book of wisdom. Yes. Yes. A thousand percent. Yes. And it's like, you just have to keep showing up. And then yeah. like, at some point, you know, a lot, cause you've been through a lot and you've learned a lot. And then you're the person with the wisdom. Yeah. 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 Totally. Good stuff. Thank you. Thanks for the update. Thank you very much. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody it. have a good night. Okay. And laugh tomorrow when we all fight with reality, because we all will. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care.